Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Campaigns, Secrets, Lies, and Undead, episode number eight, Case Closed. At the end of our last episode, the PCs managed to get out of the burning building that was Edmund's house without finding Edmund. They discovered that the uh, guards might have been in on it, and uh, they decided to make their way back through the city and to the Lazy Chimera, which is a the tavern bar that Corbin generally frequents. Uh, he has a good relationship there with Archie, the owner, and Maya, one of the barmaids. So here is Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, episode number eight, Case Closed. Okay, so you guys begin walking through the city, uh, continuing to discuss the, the night's events and seeing if you can figure out if anything has made sense. And at this point, you're not sure it has. And before long, you find yourself back into the area of town that you're more familiar with. And by this point, it's about 7 o'clock. The, the city is bustling with its usual hive of activity. And you make your, your way to the Lazy Chimera which is a frequent haunt of Corbin, and uh, he knows the owner quite well, and he's sure you can get you a pretty good uh, deal on some food. You come in, and Archie, the uh, the dwarven owner, is there, as he's always there, and he seems very, very excited to see you. Uh, he, he waves you in, and then he says, Ah, oh, Maya must have found you. Yes. <laughs> I laugh out of delirium. She's been worried, uh, and she went looking for you a couple days ago. I haven't seen her since, so hopefully she'll come back to work. Damn. I'm I mean, Corbin. Hey, isn't that that girl you talk about sometimes? With the yeah. cheese? When, uh, when did you say she left Arch? A couple days ago. Did she say where she was going to look for him? I think she likely would have went to the museum. Uh, that's where he stayed. I need... I need some food before I can even figure out another fucking mystery. Breakfast first, missing Arch. person second. Bring me the usual. Starving. All right, so Archie brings you heaping portions of brown ale, meat, <laughs> bacon, eggs, Archie ham. Archie just my second favorite person. The, the place is pretty, pretty sparse right now. There's not a whole lot of people in here. Uh, so he just starts telling stories as he has wont to do about his days and as, as an adventurer. And there's there's things that I'm sure Caleb has heard dozens, if not hundreds, of times. You guys, the other two, maybe pretty new, but but a, an hour or so will pass without really any incident. But you're uh, you're well taken care of in the lazy chimera. I want to pull that that box out again. Okay. Open it up. If if I put the magic the the new dagger into it it disappears but i can still reach in and grab it yes when when you put it in there as let's say you're putting it blade first as the blade touches the water it seems to basically disappear as if it's not there and when you let go it it again to, to the casual observer it's a box full of water but when you reach in you can feel the dagger and then you can remove it i i i oversee this right yeah he doesn't i don't think he's hiding it from you I, yeah. uh, out of curiosity, I, I pull a copper out of my pocket and toss it in the water. Okay. You can see a copper at the bottom of the water. 
Then I but, get my glass of beer. Like, try putting the dagger in here. Sure, I dip my dagger in the beer. It um, looks like a dagger in a beer. <laughs> so one if of I... these things is not like the other. <laughs> one of these things isn't the same. So I, if I if I just put my hand in the water, it's just my it's, hand in the water. It's wet. If I take it out, it's actually wet. Yep. If I tip the box over, nothing happens. Correct. It, it's it's like an optical illusion. Turn over, and the water continues to just stay right at the lip of the box. It still starts to kind of wave and whistle, wiggle and wash, but it does not actually come out of the box. Uh, now you had told me there was a note in the top lid, yes. right? Yep. Is is this etched into the wood, or is it on a piece of parchment that I can it's, pull it's out? It's on a little square, almost like a post-it note. And okay. it's just it was just tucked into the curve of the lid of the box so when the box was closed it wouldn't touch the water. Okay. So it's just a little and square piece of parchment. It's not in a handwriting I recognize. It's not Cornelius's, it's not Edmund's. Nope. At least as far as I know. At least as far as, far as you know, right. Again, anybody given up time could recreate it because it's so it's such a blocky script. Okay. Like there's no characteristics to it other than the fact that it is non characteristic. But it's given my life with Cornelius. It's not something I recognize from my childhood or training with him. No, you you do not recognize it. Are there any symbols on the box? Maker's yes. mark? Actually, um, not necessarily well, yeah, there would be maker's mark, but it's probably not anybody you'd recognize, but there's definitely some some um, uh, symbolism, but there's uh, there's something about it that you recognize just the... the, the oh! Of... I just... <laughs> Sorry, I just um, figured out what happened. But it is, um, you believe that it is connected to the priestess. Wait, he believes that or I believe that? Scott does. Fidel. Fidel would share that information. Can I make... Oh, fuck, that just ruined my brilliant idea. Can I make a, a check to look at that symbol maybe a little more closely using my... In my lore skill or my museum knowledge skill? Yeah. Does a 17 tell me anything different? Okay. Um, you actually remember some stories where there was... The priestess obviously is given many gifts. And you actually remember a story about a water dagger that was gifted to the priestess by the elf queen years ago. Is, is your belief that that is what this is? But I, I have no, I have no relationship with either of those two. I do. Heyo. <laughs> At the same time. What? What? Icon three way. So that's why they call them relationship dice. <laughs> that's right. What did What did the note say again? You still have that? Yeah. It says, "I could not secure the sheath. Best I could do." Say hi to Cornelius for me when you see him next. He still owes me a favor, and now so do you. I'm going to suggest, given my past experience, that uh, this reeks of the Prince of Shadows. Having stolen a magical artifact from somebody and delivered it onto somebody else for his own devious ideals, means, goals, agenda. See, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. But So the story I remember was the the elf queen gave a water dagger to the priestess. Yep. The story I remember is my good friend Caleb had his girlfriend kidnapped and had a brand new dagger 
and the more interesting plot line that he spent time dicking around with was the dagger. Well, he's already attuned to his girlfriend, if you know what I mean. They did that in the, the hot springs last night. Last night? She hasn't been missing for too long, apparently. Well, in, in his dream, I mean. Ayo. All right. Whatever. Magic dude gave me a fucking water dagger. I'm done. That's what happened. Where's my girlfriend? Let's that's roll a, me a... That's, that's the central theme of this campaign. Lots of mysteries, but you will never solve any of them. Yes. That's the, you just go from central... one to the next, blissfully unaware as you're ambushed by things. Hey, stuff happens hey, to you. Hey, Scott. That's the central theme to every Michael game. Yeah, have you not been listening? <laughs> Maybe I thought I would be the exception. <laughs> no, I'm the exception. You thought wrong, my friend. So one thing that you guys probably notice more than, than Corbin, because he is occupied with you know his missing girlfriend and his new dagger, is that over the course of breakfast, Ravage probably has four beers. Fidel probably has one, maybe two. You're pretty sure Corbin's down about nine since you guys have sat down. That doesn't seem usual. No, it does not. Feeling thirsty, huh? I say to Corbin. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you can't out drink me. That shit's not clear. I I guess I'm really thirsty. Do I feel drunk? It, after nine beers, probably. But you, yeah, you do feel thirsty. Like even though you've been drinking, it doesn't doesn't seem to quench your thirst as much. Roll if there are any girls there. I'm attacking the darkness. <laughs> <sighs> so um, about another. About another hour goes by. You guys eventually switch Corbin to water so that he can. He just continues to be thirsty, though. About another hour passes. So it's about eight eight thirty in the morning, and morning crowd is starting to shuffle in, get a little breakfast before the the true workday. the The door to the tavern opens, and two guardsmen walk in. They they look around the room, and even though you're very obvious that you're there, you're not hidden. There's not any people in the bar. They look over the entire thing a couple times before their eyes settle on you, and they both walk towards your table. Shadow walk. <laughs> I was just thinking that, damn, my library finds must be really bad if they're sending people after me. These are just two regular guards? Yeah, just appear to be, appear to be two guards. Uh, you don't recognize them, but they, they come up to your table. They look over and say, uh, gentlemen, lady... I'm here to inform you that you are going to be required to testify in a trial, and we have asked we need to ask that you not leave the town until the matter is resolved. A common friend of yours, Edmund, has been arrested for the murder of Cornelius and will be put on trial. What? I love another beer. <laughs> if there's one thing I love role playing through, it's a long legal procedural. Man. Nothing better, more entertaining for the barbarian to sit through than motion after motion. <laughs> I object. Hey, hey, I'm going to take a, a feat to get two extra background points in legal. AK, he went to the museum and started reading up. So in regards to this matter, we will need to get your current address so that we will know where to summon you from when you are required for trial. And uh, so they, one of the guards pulls out like a piece of parchment and they are basically wanting to get where you are currently residing. I assume we all cooperate. I, I'm asking, I don't know, are you? I, 
Caleb or Corbin doesn't really have a residence at the moment. Is, Unless you um, count the cat lady's house. If, is, if all three of the players don't know that we corroborate, it means that we do collaborate because <laughs> it means that all of us individually have decided that we will. Because if any of us have decided that we won't, we know that as a group now we won't collaborate. Is the Lazy Chimera also an inn? Uh, yes, it is an inn and a tavern. Corbin will give this address. Okay. Not the crazy cat. Oh, it's a safe house. You don't want to squeal on the cat lady. Not to mention, she's got a business to run. Mousers, you know. It's good work. So we never really established that, but do you have an apartment in the, the city? Do you have a place of residence? We we never did establish. I must have some regular haunt, but I uh, we may have to leave it for another episode for some lucky young party member to be invited back to my room. <laughs> nice. I hope it's a guy who's half dead. So are you going to are you going to are you going to give them whatever address that that is? That yes. We, is that like, yes. Okay, so, okay. I I collaborate. Cooperate. Right, what about you, Ravage? Uh, where, what are you giving them as your address? Um, I know that I was at another bar that I like to go to before the Lazy Camera, and I don't remember what it's called. I think I have it written down somewhere. I don't know what it's called either. But yeah, there is another. There is a different bar that you are most comfortable with, most frequent. Right. I'm gonna give him that address because I don't think the pie shop. That's on a traveling cart is a good place for him to look for me. <laughs> the, the corner of Baker Street and right. Meat Street. And also the, the, the police headquarters I don't think is a good place. <laughs> My friend is the one who's being arrested. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that other bar that I, we both can't remember the name of. Okay. So let's take a minute and recap for ourselves and for our listeners. We believe that Cornelius is either dead or has faked his death. Uh, faked his death. We have evidence. Oh. No. Edmonds believes that's what happened. He didn't have any evidence. Well, we don't know that he believes that either. We just know that he told us that. If he were his killer, the first thing he'd tell us is that we was still alive, wouldn't he? That's... I think he did it. Case closed. Good work, guards. <laughs> a plus. Justice is served. Let's go find my girlfriend. Yay! You know that there. Uh, he Cornelius left two messages at least for Corbin. Uh, you know of a third hidey hole in the museum where a third message may have been left that you were unable to retrieve it. Uh, you know that Edmund believes that some of the guards are involved in some sort of conspiracy, which you now have additional information that makes that seem very plausible. You know that there has been a recent increase in the number of undead in the area, particularly in the graveyard where ghouls oh, yeah. attacked you, and now you've been attacked by skeletons. And you now know that Edmund has been arrested for the murder of Cornelius, and you know that Maya, Corbin's on and off girlfriend, has gone missing. And that Fidel had some sort of dream that might have more significance than any of you realize. God, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope that was just like a bad meat dream. Not like a, I'm eventually going to be tied up and bound to a chair in an infinite mystery prison dream. We shall see. You've got plenty of avenues to explore. What's on your guys' mind? Lacking any other leads, I would plan to spend the day hitting leads, you know, um, like uh, gutter snipes who I can pay with tiny amounts of money and a guard contact or two and a tavern worker and generally working my city contacts to try to establish if anyone's seen the most obvious human being in the city, a ninja orc, or a uh, ninjas? Ninjas sweet little invisible. lost girl. 
who um, is innocent and naive and doubtlessly kidnapped and being held hostage. Or, um, well, I, I guess the guy who faked his own death or is dead, but they I probably won't bother asking that. They've covered their tracks, whoever they are. Okay, so Fidel wants to go beat the streets and try to dig up some information, particularly about the orc bar- or ninja. And, uh, Ravage, and the missing girl. And the missing girl. Ravage, do you want to do one of those or something else? I want to do anything that involves not splitting up the party again. All right, so you are willing to travel with Fidel. Corbin, what's on your mind? I want that other message. I want to go back into the museum and get check that other hidey hole. Perfect. So we're splitting the party. Excellent. <laughs> so Ravage, you get to choose which one you go with. Last time you went with Fidel and almost died. Well, yeah, but the difference about, about going with Fidel is that he has healing power. Corbin just uses his chevrons and disappears on me. Well, but to be fair, though, there's a bit of a symmetry. You went with Fidel first, almost died. You went off by yourself, almost died. It's really not fair not to go with Corbin and almost die. But hey, I'm not going to be able to do any sneaking with you around. Triple play then. You can actually bring him to the point of death also. <laughs> Good point. Nothing like bringing your allies down with you. Oh, fuck. You know what? <laughs> for comedy's sake, I really want to go with Corbin. But you know what? Let's, let's... I think for comedy's sake, you go off on your own. Do a third thing. <laughs> You just say, fuck it, and leave. I'm going to get laid. Let's go. (laughs) Ten copper hooker. That's right. I don't have ten copper anymore. I have to heal him from that cleric. He was expensive. You're going to go find uh, that. Wow, that's a good roll. All right. (laughs) You you found Patty the daytime hooker. Yep. Congratulations, you now have VD. Let's go help Corbin. Is is this a succeed with complications? Isn't that how that works? I'm going to say... I'm going to look at Corbin and say, you know what? Maybe that hidey hole's on a high bookshelf that you need help getting to. I got you, boo. Uh, not a bad idea. Isn't Corbin still banned from the museum? I may still be delirious with pain. No, the, the new docent did specifically say I was welcome as a normal visitor to the museum during daytime hours. Yeah, they're not going to watch you suspiciously. Well, they probably have seen us all together. They'll watch us all suspiciously. All right. Good luck. Yeah. Hey, come on, Ravage. Let's go get some learning at the museum. Hell yeah. Okay, so Fidel is going to go beat the streets. And I, I will course... time my beating of the streets so that I am very close to the museum during the 20-minute period that they plan to do this. Mine's an all-day task. Yes. Theirs is a 20-minute in-and-out task. I can at least be out front or next door or asking my friend who happens to also be visiting the museum. Gotcha. All right, so we will start with you, Fidel. We will roll a gather information or, or, or whatever you, you think is most appropriate for what you're trying to accomplish. And um, anything Bounty over... hunting background? Yes, that would work. Anything over a 10 is success. The higher you get, the faster or, and, more, and or more detailed the information will be. Is this wisdom or int-based? Or neither. I would say in. My rad intelligence is plus zero. 21, however. Okay, so you go out and, you know, you spent a few weeks out in the wilderness with Corbin prior to Cornelius' death. And since you've been back, you've been caught up in this as well. So it's been almost a month since you've really checked in with a lot of your contacts. So there's quite a few people that are excited to see you and, uh, you know, pretty, pretty readily share some information 
And the, the general gossip that you get is that um, the, the Shadow Bats have become increasingly more aggressive recently, which you've heard that before already from Edmund, that uh, they've gone from less breaking in and more breaking of bones, and that there is a, a rumor that Werner, who is a current leader, may have been disposed and there might be a new leadership. And that's where you start hearing the rumor about the orc female that came into town and the rumors are that she has actually taken over and she's running their shadow bats now so they so they have a a common hideout it's not necessarily like you can go right to it but it's pretty well known that they have access to the undercity which used to be the dwarven area of the city and that's kind of what they operate out of so you if you were looking to find where they are you have an idea of where to start and then you also have heard that the museum that there has been some odd things happening the last few days there, and the museum is actually closed, supposedly for renovations, but for the past two nights, every night, there's loud, crashing, banging noises that has come to the museum. Yet another mystery. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they were trying to stuff an exhibit of a, of a giant mammoth when they realized it was still alive. It's been terrorizing <laughs> the museum for days. <laughs> the docents don't know what to do. They're hoping they can just wait it out. Okay, so Ravage Corbin, you make your way to the museum and find it barricaded off with a large sign out front that says, closed for renovations, reopening soon, please come again. There are a few guards stationed around the museum to enforce it. <laughs> really? They, they expect a lot of patrons so hurt by the fact that the museum would be closed on a Tuesday that they would force the door and take themselves on a free tour of what is otherwise a free tour. Hey, there's a, a recommended donation of two copper. <laughs> recommended donation. <laughs> the guards donation. are here to enforce that. That's it. I guess I'm not going to the museum. <laughs> this place has windows, right? It does. Some of them are quite high. It's also daytime. Basketball Let's... special. I think the last time we tried that, I, I almost died. <laughs> I oh, landed really? on you. Oh, really? Tell me how that's like. <laughs> I say we set it on fire. Then Ravage will charge right in. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I think Edmund's in the basement. I hate. I'm coming to save you, buddy. You and my friend's girlfriend, too. <laughs> and that mammoth. If right, there's a um, mammoth in there, dude, you can be sure I'm saving that shit first. Backtrack to the very first game when I was going through the museum. Yep. There was a hidey hole in my quarters, which I went to. Well, in your, it wasn't a hidey hole in your quarters. There was just no. like um, like your own personal okay. stash. You know of three places in the museum that Cornelius has left you secret information messages prior you got to two of them right one on the first floor one on the upper floor you know of a third that's in the basement that was the one that you were not able to get to because the guards came in and arrested you right so that's what i was trying to remember where i needed to where the location of the third one was if i very nonchalantly walk around the museum well no i would just remember this is there any sort of basement entrance backdoor, delivery entrance, anything like that that I would know of? No, there is no actual direct entrance into the basement. It's the most secure part of the museum. Okay. 
and that's normally what's down there are things that are not yet ready for display. There are things that are being worked worked on, shipments, that kind of thing. So there's definitely like a receiving dock slash warehouse feel to that. Lots of big boxes and crates and that kind of thing, but the, so, don't, you'd have to get into the first floor and then go down. Okay, so even the, these docks or receiving stations, you can only do that from the main doors. There's not yep. a separate. There's like a dock. there's like a, a delivery area, but it comes into the first floor, and then there's okay. like a, almost like a freight elevator that would take it down. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, we're gonna go do something else then, and okay. I'm gonna take care of this tonight okay so Fidel, you spend your day finding out the information that you found probably about five o'clock at night you guys all meet back up ravage takes four minutes out of his day to go get laid and uh it is now six o'clock at night and you're ready for dinner art when you come back into the chimera archie's like uh corbin i still haven't seen maya are you are you sure she's okay right we never told him that we hadn't seen her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! We hadn't seen her in the flesh. He's seen her in his fucking dreams. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Uh... While we were outside the museum, I was gonna have a brilliant suggestion. By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's uh, fine. Wrapping Corbin in like um, uh, gauze and bringing him to one of the back docks and saying that he was a uh, new mummy for an exhibit and sneaking him in and then leaving and letting him do his business. I don't like I this plan. Seem to remember something about a wooden horse. Something. Yeah, something like and that. Good. I'm good. I am only okay with this plan if Abbott and Costello show up. Might happen. Uh, well, uh, um, we go back to the Chimera for dinner, and you oh. get to be the one to break it to this poor guy that uh, we've lost his good employee. Let me guess. His good employee is also his. Niece, daughter. Well, There's no relation, but he feels very fatherly toward her. Not well, a sister wife. Oh, Good. Goodness. Arch, uh, you know a little bit about everything that's been happening in the city over the past few days, right? I keep my ear pretty close to the ground. Well, I'm a dwarf. Can't really help. Hey, oh. Well, I've uh, I've been wrapped up in quite a lot of happenings. And um, I haven't seen Maya during all of this chaos. I thought you said you saw her this morning when you came in. I'd seen her, but um, not exactly seen her. I don't understand, laddie. That's my pride. Uh, have you seen her or not? It's, it's been now three days. If she's missing, we need to tell the authorities. I, I have not seen her physically. So no, I haven't seen her. Well, he he kind of looks down. He he seems like sad and kind of disappointed in you that you don't seem a little bit more concerned about it than that. Well, I uh, I'll I'll go to the temple. I'll close up early tonight and say a prayer for her. But I I, I hope she's okay. You know she she left looking for you because she hadn't seen you in a few days. And I would just hate to think that something happened to her because of that. You're going to need a passport for this guilt trip. <laughs> well, if she went to the museum to look for me, I was there and she wasn't. So. Or was she dressed as a giant orc? 
Oh my god, she's a giant orc. She's a chameleon. Nice. She's Fiona. Don't get yourself too worried, Arch. I'll add her to the list of things I am trying to figure out. Well, I would hope that she would be at the top. She she cares an awful lot about you. And he's laying it on super thick like breakfast gravy. Speaking of breakfast gravy, uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll have someone bring out some more food for you as well. The, the the helpings are a little sparse this time compared to last. The and a little uh, spit in. Yeah, the brown oh, ale is a little more watery. Service doesn't come quite as fast. Am I still super thirsty? Yeah, that that pretty much is all the time now. You don't necessarily like have to constantly drink, but you are always in a state of parched. That's one of the quirks of your magic item. That would be your new aspect. Always. That's right. Well, as long as the water doesn't turn into blood or something, I think I'll be okay. I'm going to hang out and wait till it gets dark, like midnight. Okay. So um, it is dark. It's like midnight. The tavern is full. Archie has went and left for the night. He's turned it over to one of his like chef managers, and he, uh, he stopped at your table, and he hefted a pretty... Pretty heavy bag of coin and says, I'm, I'm going to make a donation to the temple as I say a prayer for Maya. If, if you see her, please let me know. I mean, he just kind of stares at you for a few extra seconds. Son of a bitch! And then he walks out of the tavern. I'll go with him. <laughs> I'll also stare at you as I go. You ass. She's not even my girlfriend, but at this point... Hey, hey, last time I saw my girlfriend, she was eating me and drowning me. <laughs> hey, oh, one of those things out, is daughter. awesome. The other thing is not. <laughs> you be the judge of which. Besides, I need to pray. I think I had a dream about your girlfriend, and she was me. And tied up in a basement. Um, it was Weird. weird. <laughs> So Thaddell joins Archie, and they walk together through the, sit- the city streets at midnight carrying a large bag of gold. Let's see oh. how, that, how bad that can go. Oh, damn it. Hey, hey Ravage. Um, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I think you should go with Thaddell again. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Hey, if Fidel, you should up. I like religion sometimes. What temple is uh, Archie going to? See one of the normal pantheons. It's it's nearby. It's it's in the merchant district or, or like the in tavern district. So it's not that far away. Is that near the museum at all? Uh, it's not too far. It's not in the same direction, but it, it's not like that far out of the way either. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the museum. Okay. So we will uh, we'll we'll jump to that first. So you navigate your way through the the streets. You get to the museum. You see that there are still a couple guards at each of the entrances. So there's six guards that have kind of somewhat encircled. Uh, one of them stays at their post. The other one of each pair wanders around a little bit, and they do not necessarily like a strict routine, but they are patrolling, which makes no sense. There is clearly no logical reason for them to have this much security around this museum, uh, unless there's something going on that... Uh, unless you know, they like, honestly expect you're going to break in a second time. <laughs> now... The one of the street urchins had told Fidel about hearing weird thumps or noises or something. Yes, I, I passed around all my information that I got sure, from yeah. the day. Yeah, basically, I would I would go up to the museum. 
I mean, I wouldn't go up to it. I would get in the museum area. I would find a nice secluded dark corner where they couldn't see me. And I would hang out for 20 minutes just to look, watch their pattern, figure out where they're going, and then listen and look at the building itself. Okay. So you do hear an occasional thump or crash from coming inside the building. And it just looks like in your head you see exhibits being pushed over, books being thrown to the ground, uh, bookshelves being toppled. While you're waiting, you're really wishing you had brought a water skin with you. Yep. The doors are closed, right? Yes. Do the guards ever go inside? No. Does anyone ever come out? Nope. So there's a guard by each of the main doors? Correct. And there's three main doors or four? There's three main doors and the loading dock, which I'm not including, but if you go there, there'll be guards there as well. But the loading Uh, dock is inside. Well, it's on the first floor. Oh, okay. like 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 a big wide door that they would come in. So there's like three entrances and then a loading dock. Uh, okay. so, so essentially there's eight guards, one stays posted at each door, the other four are on some sort of patrol around. Is it is it kind of like one door on each side of the building? Pretty close to that, yeah. All right. Oh, this is going to be stupid. <sighs> I think we passed that a long time ago, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think that's the party strategy, right? <laughs> yep. Step yep. one, stupid. Step, step two, panic. <laughs> step three, run into fire. Step right. three, profit? Yeah. <laughs> That's step four. That's step oh, four. Shit. All right. I'm going to... What? Can I safely and carefully climb this, a building? This isn't Faye. You don't get to do that. I know. I still have climbing gear that I took from one of those ninjas. Uh, yes. You... With your skills, yes, you could... Well, I don't know that you can. You do have the ability. You may not succeed, but you do have the ability to climb the side of the building. All right. Not the museum. Uh, I want to climb one of the houses or whatever that's nearby. Okay. You can do that. Um, it is the National Mint that you choose to climb. <laughs> <laughs> there are it no guards the there. the Thieves Guild, so it's extremely well defended. <laughs> do you need me to roll for that? Uh, yes. All right. You get a you get a plus five bonus for your thieves or your climbing tools. So I'm gonna roll thievery and dex eighteen. So you uh, you find a little corner uh, between like a, a column, and then you're able to wedge yourself in there, climb up in the shadows, and you are on an adjacent building. All right. I want to find something, a chunk of wood or rock or whatever, bucket. I want to throw it in a random direction near the museum. So you're trying to create a distraction. I want to see what the guards do. Okay. Uh, So you find something, you throw it close enough that it makes noise within earshot of a couple of the guards. Uh, The one that's patrolling stops. His patrol goes that way. Uh, doesn't really find anything, and then he goes back and directly reports to his partner, and then you see both of them start to be a little bit more attentive, and um, his search pattern gets a little bit wider. That worked great. Keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The buildings that surround the museum are just houses and stuff, right? Yeah, I, we didn't really specify, but we know that at least the cat lady's house is nearby. There might be another business 
around there as well. But but when you were in the warehouse last time, you know some of the shadow bats climbed in and out of high windows. So you know if you get on the roof, there will be access into the museum. All right. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. I got a ninja this shit. All right. Let's roll it. Give me a dex check. I'm, cl I'm This is to climb again, right? Well, I was going to have this be to, to get across to the other building. Oh, am I close enough to get from the roof I'm on now to the museum? Hmm? You, If you make a good check, you can jump it. I don't want to do that. Oh, we I don't have to. I want to climb down. Okay. Carefully. Can I and then... use your climbing kit and grappling hook to throw the rope over to the side and shimmy oh, over that way? Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be a tragedy when I fail that roll. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> starting to sound like Ravage. Yes. I'm. I'm yeah. gonna climb. I'm gonna climb down the building I'm on. Okay. That just, that's not, okay. You're with your bonuses. There's really no reason to think that you'll you'll fail. So you are up on the other side and you're now on the roof of the museum. Okay. Look for the window the or the entrance that the shadow bats may have been using there there's quite a few spread throughout you can easily find a window that you can open from up here and once you're inside the entire upper level is destroyed there is not a book that has two pages still stuck together all the shelving has been knocked over all the books are ripped apart uh, clearly they have they are searching for something and they are going to destroy everything until they get there so the, at least the upper level is a complete waste at this time. Fucking angry. Do I see anybody from where I am at? Are these guards? or Do I see shadow bats? Do I see anybody? You don't see any guards or shadow bats on the upper level. You hear noises, but it seems like it's coming from lower, possibly first floor, or maybe even the basement. They looks like they started at the top and they're working their way down. All right. Well, I'm going to stealthily make my way to the first floor. Okay. Uh, you're able to stealth your way down. You don't cross anybody there isn't doesn't appear to be anybody on the first floor either it looks like they've gone into the basement first floor is the same looks like it's pretty much been destroyed it's just it's a disaster and you find yourself at the top of the stairs that leads down and you can definitely hear noises from below you and you can still still hear things being knocked over pushed and broken all right well i will uh i'll go towards the basement and are there are there, are there steps going down but there's no guards or people up here at this point in time. Right. Isn't that third hidey hole not in the basement? It is in the basement, actually. The third <sighs> one was in the basement. Curses. Curses. Spoiled. All right. I'm going to go down the stairs a little bit to see just enough to try to get my head maybe around the corner or just try to get a vantage point of, of seeing who's down there and what they're doing. Okay. So you creep creepily go down the steps every time it creaks or crones you stop for a second and your heart floods into your chest and you stop and you listen but there's so much noise going on downstairs that you you don't think that you've been observed you get to the very bottom and you poke your head around and now we're going to jump over to ravage and fidel asshole <laughs> so you are making your way through the city uh, Archie isn't actually carrying a giant bag of gold, but he does have a substantial amount of copper and probably silver, probably maybe a hundred uh, gold pieces worth overall, which is quite a lot. And so he's actually quite welcome for your company. And he doesn't say anything directly, but he continues to tell stories. But the stories all seem to have a theme of a unworthy suitor and the fallacy of their way and their selfishness. 
and uh, you know, true love will conquer, but not in the way that they expect. So you really get the the feeling that he's very disappointed, and he's also very concerned. Yeah, Corbin, we're gonna horn in on your girl here. All right, uh, both of you guys roll me a perception check. Uh, that's not big bucks. That's a whammy. Nope. Ten total. Rabbit. Whammy, no whammy, no whammy, whammy. Okay, so you guys make it to the temple, and nothing really seems to bother you. Uh, Archie is thankful for the company. He goes in and he knows the priest fairly well. He makes the the donation. He asks for uh, you know, Maya's safe return. While he's there, he makes a couple other prayer requests just for his business and for his health. And um, he, he makes a sort of a, not an anonymous, but like an ambiguous prayer that a, a young man might come to the see the error of his ways, uh, but no names are specifically mentioned. And uh, he spends quite a while talking to the priest. And uh, so it's, it's probably close to midnight when he's ready to leave. At this point, the church is kind of, kind of, uh, emptied out, and there's really only the priest, you guys, and Archie in there. Uh, you guys start to make your way towards the front of the church, and the door opens, and there is a large, eight-foot-tall female ninja standing in your way. Oh, good! What?! Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or drive through RPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under The RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G., at... The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.